0: You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
1: Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money podcast. It is Tuesday, October 12th. And I am here with my partner, Mark Telercio. Hello, Mark. Hola. Hola. You really, you just like, you always kind of hate this entry to the program, don't you? You want me to just get into it, but I'm trying to sort of soften everyone up and get them used to the fact that you hate being on the air with me.
2: No, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. It's fine. Yeah. I, I, I fully embrace it.
1: You, had, you do now. You were yes. a little reluctant in the beginning, weren't you?
2: Now I'm used to it. That's I'm a, it. I'm a seasoned vet.
1: You are a seasoned vet. Wait till they start ask start to ask you whether you want to join a union. Say no. <laughs> Don't say yes to that. The Jill I'm on Money Union. Yeah, the union. The unionized workers against the boss. Me. Anyway, we are here to try to take the mystery out of your financial life. Hey, Mark. Last week, big overhaul of the student loan forgiveness program. And I was thinking about all those people who have called us in the past and telling us what a nightmare this program was. And if you guys don't know what this is all about, so this is the um, public service forgiveness program. And it started back in 2007. Essentially, like everyone who applied got dinged and it was so stupid. There were so many loopholes. There are so many ways that you could have screwed yourself out of doing this now what is happening is the Department of Education has said they're going to relax the rules retroactively, and they're going to get all these people who were disqualified previously into the program. 550,000 is what they're estimating. Which is a lot. Mark, this stat blew my mind. Only 5,500 borrowers have seen their debt wiped clean in this program.
2: Yeah. So that just tells you that the system has a problem.
1: Yeah, Exactly. So anyway, they're going to fix it. If you've got questions, whether and this is only for federal loans, no private loans, what you should do is go to studentaid.gov, studentaid.gov, and you see if you're going to be part of this whole thing. Okay. So today, Mark, we are talking to someone from the uh, Sunshine State of Florida. It is Emily who is on the line. Emily, welcome to the program. What can we do for you? Hi.
3: So I had some questions about really kind of saving and long term goals for retirement.
1: Okay.
3: Um, You know, it's like my goal is save as much as humanly possible. And sometimes I wonder if I'm losing sight of the present. Mm. Uh, Also, I'm 35, but I'll have a I think I have a pretty rich pension benefit for when I do retire. Mm -hmm. And so I'm kind of wondering how I should figure that into my savings that I'm doing now.
1: Emily, I love that you sort of came out and said, my goal is saving. Not like my goal is I want to retire when I'm 50. It's like, you know, you're sort of a little bit nutty. And I love this nuttiness. (laughs) If you're like, my goal is just to save as much as humanly possible. It's not like I want to run a 26.2 mile race. I just want to run as many miles as I possibly can. Let's try to focus on the goal part of it a little bit more. And maybe if we... If we actually articulate the goals you have, we'll back into whether or not the amount of saving you're doing today will get you there. And if there's too much saving going on, then you'll get the um, your fairy godmother and your fairy godfather, Mark and Jill, to wave our wands and tell you to spend more. How's that? <laughs> That's
3: all, that sounds good.
1: Okay, so Emily, tell us about yourself. So you live in Florida. You're 35. Are you partnered, married, single?
3: I'm married. I work. My wife stays at home as a homemaker. We have three kids.
1: Three uh, kids. Yi yi. How How uh, What's the age there?
3: Oh, we have a 16-year-old, a three-year-old, and a seven-month-old.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Mark's laughing um, because that is something else. Wait a second. So 16-year-old came from a previous relationship? That's right. And three and seven-month is this current relationship? That's right. Okay.
3: Um, we wanna have one or two more, but I'm not gonna
1: Whoa 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Slow down Emily from Florida. Three's not enough? I guess
3: not for us. So
1: Oh my God. That's unbelievable. And here
2: here I am, like thinking day and night, do I really want to have two?
1: I know. You know, I already I already have had now have made this proclamation, so everyone should know that I'm trying to convince Mark to have a second child. And it's let me tell you this. On some days, it seems like an easy conversation to have. On other days, not doesn't go down so well. So, Emily, 16-year-old is what, in high school?
3: She is. She's in the 10th grade.
1: Are you saving for college for her?
3: I am. I got a bit of a late start. I, You know, I had her when I was 19, mm-hmm. um, but I was able to do a little bit of saving early. Um, I have about 25000 saved mm-hmm. for her right now. In Florida, we have something called the Bright Futures Scholarship. So if she can maintain an A, um, a and B average, then she'll have either 75% or 100% of a state uh, tuition covered.
1: Emily, I am familiar with this program because my high school boyfriend, who went to a very expensive private school, when he moved to Florida, told me all about this thing, and he said it was like a miracle. It's an amazing program. So that sounds like a good plan. And a three-year-old is whatever, seven-month-old is whatever. Any money saved for them yet or not?
3: Yes, I have 10000 saved for the three-year-old and 3000 saved for the seven-month-old.
1: Okay, because we know all you want to do is save. How much do you earn?
3: I earn around $120,000 a year.
1: You said you have a pension. Do you also contribute money to a retirement plan beyond a pension contribution?
3: Yes. So I save 10%. uh, I put 10% of my income into a Roth 403B, and my employer matches 3% of that.
1: Okay, great. How much money is in that account?
3: Uh, in the Roth 403b, there's about twenty five thousand in it. I've only been there right at two years.
1: Okay, you know you're young, so tell me a little bit about how the pension works. Is it based on a certain number of years in the system, or how does it you how does it work?
3: Yeah, it's based on you know tenure, of course, and then it is prorated based on if you retire early. And then there's different options such as you know lump sum um, survivor benefits, things like that. Mm -hmm. I pulled the number based on, you know, if I never make anything more and I stay there and work until I'm 67, which is kind of what I'm planning on. Mm -hmm. And I don't do the survivor benefits. Then that is what I pulled the number for.
1: And what was that number?
3: That would be $5,800 a month. That's a good number. That's great. My organization is pretty proud of their pension.
1: Oh, that's good. And then you would also be entitled to Social Security. There's no carve out. I mean, d- sometimes if you work for certain um, state organizations, you have to carve out Social Security. Would you also be entitled to Social Security?
3: Yes. And I've calculated the numbers on that. It looks like uh, it might be around $3,000 a month.
1: Great. Let's talk about your home. How much is your home worth?
3: Uh, well, the market's so crazy right now, but I would say easily it would be worth about 450000
1: and the mortgage that's outstanding on that home.
3: I owe 300,000.
1: What's the interest rate?
3: 2.9.
1: The house that you're in is a house that you're going to want to stay in conceivably, I mean cuz you have little kids, is this a house that you're or is this a house you're going to need to change, you're going to have to move into a different space if you have one or two more kids?
3: No, we would stay here um, for at least 10 years or so. No plans of moving. I think, you know, there's some international work opportunities with my organization. But even if we did that, we would rent this house out.
1: Okay, great. So you got the three kids. Any other um, folks that you're taking care of? And I mean, like a parent or a sibling, anyone else that, that you really need to focus on? No. Okay, great. Any other assets outside of retirement?
3: Yeah, sure. So I didn't give you all my retirement. If you want more, as far as retirement goes, I also have a traditional IRA with about 115000 in it. And I have a Roth IRA with about 35000 I also have a rental property.
1: Mm, tell me I, about that. Is that also um, in Florida?
3: It's in Alabama.
1: How much is the rental property worth?
3: It's worth, um, I'd say safely 225000
1: And is there a mortgage on it?
3: Uh, I owe 100000 on it.
1: Is it an easy to rent property or is it, you know, cash flowing decently? Well, is it covering expenses more than covering how to tell me how the assets working for you?
3: So it has been occupied without with the same tenants for about five years.
1: (gasps) I love that.
3: They're great. Um, I don't think they're going anywhere. I I'm getting below market rent because I want to keep them. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm getting a, a thousand three hundred and. 50 dollars a month on it. It's a two bedroom house. The the mortgage on it also it's a 12 I have 12 years left on the mortgage at 4%.
1: I mean, even if that's below market, it's consistent. Um yeah. how about the the costs of maintaining and upkeep and you factor it all in, do you it still seems to be working pretty well for you. I mean, you have 125 grand in equity and you're getting 1350 a month unless it costs a ton to operate this house. That sounds like a good deal to me.
3: My net monthly profit is about $300 Mm -hmm. a
1: month,
3: and truthfully, the tax benefit for the house I've seen is pretty huge.
0: This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500, 500
1: I don't know. You said you got a late start. Mark, how you feeling about where Emily is right now? Pretty good, right?
2: Uh, so far, so good. I wasn't there when I was 35.
1: But you know, it's interesting. You make a good living. You don't kill it. You're not like, you know, in other words, you're not making $700,000 a year. You're saving like crazy. So now this makes me think are you depriving yourselves because of this? I mean, is there any other source of income that I'm not counting? Do you, Are you a very rich heiress with a beneficiary of a trust?
3: No, no, I'm Damn not. I mean, I'm, a, I'm an only child and only grandchild. At some point, I think I'll inherit some money. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't get support from anyone right now.
1: Okay. So what exactly is the big issue that you have that you think is, making you feel a little bit like, oh, are we, you know, am I saving too much or not enough? Like, what do you think is, is the, the biggest issue that you're facing right now?
3: So I guess like when I run calculations and I include the pension and the social security, mm-hmm. the calculators come back and they pretty much say, Emily, never save another dollar, <laughs>
1: Yeah, right. Uh,
3: you know? And, um, that's hard for me to hear. And I also know there's some uncertainty, of course, with the pension. I, when I, I'm not going to retire for 30, 32 years or so. So it's hard for me to strike a balance between a calculator that tells me I never really have to save anything else and what I realistically should be saving. Um, uh-huh. You know, I think that we, we live very lean. We live, you know, our mortgage, all of our responsibilities, everything. I'd say we live on under 50000 a year.
1: Shut up. Stop it. No way. $50,000 a year.
3: Yeah. And I'm saving the rest of it.
1: Oh my God. Okay. Oh brother. I got it. Now hold my hand and I'm going to teach you how to spend money, Emily. (laughs) (laughs) Follow me. Follow me. Okay. So obviously if your monthly nut is 50 grand, let's just forget about less than, let's just call it 50. Let's even call it 60 because maybe you're going to travel some and life's going to take off and, you know, two kids will cost money, they'll be doing stuff. Your, your pension plus Social Security will cover you, okay? So that doesn't mean I don't, I think you should just bail and not save, but I would really start to think about what your priorities are. So, Mark, would you agree that retirement is kind of taken care of? Because of the pension, yes, probably. So I think it's okay to keep putting ten percent in the roth. I think that the extra money that you're that's coming in, mm-hmm. um the only thing I would say is that you obviously are going to direct some of that money into the um, savings for the three year old and the seven month old. But like what's the amount of money that you have to put into these this bright future to kind of, feel like you're covered? Like what, what do you think is the amount of money you need that that would make you feel safe about the college funding?
3: You know, I, I really don't think I'm going to need need to save much, but maybe if I had around 25,000 in there for each kid, I would feel pretty good about it.
1: Okay. That's good. All right. Perfect. And right now pay your bills, your 50 grand, you make your retirement contributions, you pay these mortgages off. What is the extra money that you think you're saving every month?
3: Throughout every year, you know, I'm putting 6000 in my Roth IRA. I'm putting 6000 in a spousal Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. Um, my 16-year-old has a job and I'm matching her income in a Roth IRA for her.
1: You're um, so good.
3: Yeah, I where I work has a 5.5% CD for up to 15000 for each of my kids. So I've done that for all of them. Um, so
1: you're done. Wait a minute. So you're kind of done for college because when that cd matures
3: right right yep, i, I could if i want to use that for college
1: yeah. yeah why what else are you going to do you're going to get them cars i guess you have to have a car when you live in florida
3: yeah I, but we we cash flow our cars for the yeah most part, so.
1: so that's done all right so six roth six spousal roth matching for your daughter's roth the yeah. cds and what else
3: um, I've been buying series I bonds as like a second tier emergency fund.
1: Oh my God. You are crazy. I love you. Oh, <laughs> how much in the I bonds?
3: Um, I have around 10,000 in there.
1: Stop. Now. Just stop doing that now. Okay. I mean, you're going to, but that, you don't need to do that. What else?
3: We recently, uh, bought a new used car with cash. So I'm trying to build my emergency fund back up. I'm at about five months right now. So I want to make that a little richer.
1: So are you going to spend, like, I don't want you to spend money for the sake of spending, but I'm going to just tell you this right now. You're in amazing shape. Build up your emergency reserve fund. I would, the only reason why I wouldn't buy I-bonds is they tend to be a total pain in the ass to deal with, okay. just like the whole treasury. And it can be a real pain in the ass. I love a five and a half percent guaranteed CD. Do you have that for yourself?
3: No, it's only offered for um, employees' children.
1: What if that matured? and you move the money into the college fund, right? Can you buy another 5.5% CD?
3: I can actually. So the little kids will mature at thir- when they're 13 years old and I can move that money out. And then mm-hmm. I have the option to do another one that matures when they're 18 at the same rate. All
1: right, well, let's see what rates are at that time <laughs> because it's a long time away, but I like that as like your general, you're done with college, really. You really are because yeah. those CDs can roll in, right? So now we just need a little more liquidity. You have to give yourself permission to look at the money that you are saving and not be so compulsive. You really, you're, you're in great shape. You are doing a marvelous job in all of this. In the back of my mind, I'm sort of saying, well, you know, I'm not even including the fact that you have these two homes. You may or may not want to keep the rental property. It is almost insane how great every piece of this puzzle is. Fits together, and the only missing link to me, the missing piece that will drive you crazy, is you. You're driving yourself crazy. You are in such good shape. Your retirement is on track. I would keep doing ten percent in the Roth. Mark, would you keep doing the Roth IRA in addition to the ten percent in the Roth four hundred three b?
2: I mean, if if the cash flow is not a big deal and they don't feel like they're depriving themselves, I probably would.
1: Exactly. But if you do feel like, you know what, I'd like that twelve grand so that we could go on like a, a spectacular family trip once a year, I wouldn't have a problem with that either. I really wouldn't.
3: Okay. Yeah, I- that's good to hear. That That's good to hear. I, and I've been trying to kind of aim for this like Coast FI idea that... I get myself to a point where I could say, hey, I can, I can stop saving and everything's going to be okay for
1: us. Absolutely. And it does also sound like you really do like your job. I think the only wrinkle in this would be if 10 years from now, you said to me, remember when I said that I would work until I'm 67? I am not going to make it to 67. I'm going to make it to 57. That's when the plan would kind of go astray. But if you like what you do, And you're not adding any, you know, big extra expense like, oh, I actually have to take care of my mother and that is 50 grand a year and we have to, you know what I mean? Like if there's nothing like that, that's out there, then you're on track. I like the idea that you have this sort of interesting and complex financial situation, but that I can boil it down to, you don't have to drive yourself crazy, please. You are doing a lot of hard work you're raising this family, if you have another kid or two, you know, maybe your expenses go from 50 to 60, you would still be fine. You would still be fine. And I don't want you to make yourself nuts when you don't have to. You really, you're in good shape. Do you guys have estate planning done? We do. And life insurance?
3: We also have life insurance.
1: Term life insurance?
3: We both have 20 year term and I have term through my employer also.
1: Great. I want you to take a deep cleansing breath and know that you are on the really you're on a great path. Is there anything else we can help you with?
3: No, it was great to hear that from you guys. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, we are delighted. Do you want to know whether you have some flexibility in your plan? Are you an are you an Emily? Are you a hyper saver? Are you saving as an end, not as a means to an end? Let's try to parse through what's going on in your financial life. The way you can do that is go to our website, jillonmoney.com. Click the contact button. jillonmoney.com. Click the contact button. Send us your question and we will try to talk to you on the air if possible. And if you just want to send your question, we'll answer it in almost the order it sent sort of kinda we just got tons of them that are sitting around while you're on the website sign up for our free weekly newsletter and follow ion money wherever you find your favorite podcast mark Talercio. i mean this is a great way to start our our recording today isn't it Uh,
2: Five stars, yes.
1: It's a five-star episode for sure. Uh, We drop our episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. And if you need more five-star episodes, go check out our other podcast. It's called JillOnMoney.com. Again, everything's at the website, everything you could possibly want.
2: And then leave us a five-star review for both.
1: Oh, I love that you made the ask. Leave us a rating and review.
2: I want 100 on Eye on Money by the end of the year. We're at about 80.
1: Mark is giving you a very specific goal, you know, smart, measurable, attainable. Come on, let's go. Let's make this a goal that we can hit. We want 100 ratings or reviews for this podcast Eye on Money. And when Mark Telercio, the best executive producer in the world, asks for it, then you got to do it. Okay, believe me. We are distributed by CBS. Please do something nice for someone else today. And our mantra here at Ion Money is curiosity, compassion, community. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you on Thursday.